Hello. Welcome to Words of Comfort and Joy. I'm Katherine Carr, and I'm glad you've joined me today. Today I'd like to tell you a very special story. And I'm going to tell it in the way of a storyteller, so that you can actually feel like maybe you're there. It was Monday, Thursday, and the year was 1931. Helena woke up and said her morning prayers just before getting out of bed. Her Lord and Savior Jesus was her source of strength. He had brought her this far, and he would continue to guide her and lead her. She reached down and patted the growing middle. Her little one responded with a hearty kick. This was a strong one, Helen thought. She was growing anxious to meet him or her. Was she ready to be a mother? Would she know what to do? She wouldn't be 19 for two more months, but at least she wasn't alone. She had her husband and her dear aunt, Tanta Augusta, to help her. She knew that God was taking care of her now just as he had her entire life. Helena thought back on her short life. She had experienced more loss than most 18-year-olds, but she also experienced many joys. It seemed like yesterday that she lost her mother, but it was actually almost ten years earlier. Helena, little Lancia as she was called, or Helen, as she became in her later years, was born in June of 1912. She had one sister, Johanna, who was a few years younger. Their father left, when Helena was very little, to go to the United States to work. His plan was to make enough money to come back to Lithuania and purchase a farm or a good amount of property in town. While he was gone, Lancia's little sister got very sick and died. She remembered her mother being very sad, almost inconsolable. As she reached down again and caressed her little one, she couldn't imagine losing her child, and she hadn't even met him or her yet. Helena's love for her own mother increased as the years passed. She realized how much she missed her, and she knew she still needed a mother. Helena was only nine when her father came back from the United States. She hardly knew him because he had been gone so many years. Only a few months after his return, her mother tragically got sick and died, and a little Elena was left with a man she hardly knew. But he was still her father, and she loved him. He was heartbroken at the loss of his wife, and he, he felt like a failure. His hopes and plans were dashed, and then just a few months later the unthinkable happened. Helena's father became ill, and he also died. Everyone in her immediate family was gone, and she was only nine years old. At least her mother's mother was still alive. Helena had grown up seeing her every day. Her father's parents came to visit after her father died. They wanted to take her home with them. She had only seen them a few times in her life. At the tender age of nine, she didn't know what was best for her. They all went to court for a custody hearing. The judge looked at Helena and asked her what she wanted to do. Where did she want to go? Did she want to move away with her father's parents, who she barely knew? Or did she want to stay with her 
grandmother in her own home. Of course, she chose to live with the only grandparent that she really knew. She had just lost her parents, and now she was supposed to leave her grandmother? It was too much for a child to decide. Her father's parents were very angry with her. They left and had no further contact with her. Helena's dear grandmother took very good care of her. Her grandmother had a very strong faith in God. She taught Helena about the Lord and made sure that she was able to go to confirmation classes in a neighboring city. The two women worked hard and even had a restaurant in one part of their home. Things were going well, but then a stroke changed their lives. At age 14, Helena had become a caregiver to her now-paralyzed grandmother. She made all of the meals, cleaned the house, bathed and clothed her grandmother. She did everything she could to be the best granddaughter and caretaker she could be, but her grandmother's health continued to decline. When Helena was only 15, she suffered another loss. Her dear grandmother died, and she was alone again. A family relative, an older aunt, Tanta, which is aunt in German, Augusta, came to live with her. She had raised two boys who were now grown and living on their own. Not much was known about Tanta Augusta's husband. Helena knew that some things were too painful to ask about, so she didn't ask. All she knew was that Tanta Augusta was there to help her, and Helena was thankful to her and to God. Once again, she knew that God had provided for her. Helena stopped her daydreaming and arose from her bed. She moved slowly and felt very uncomfortable. She heard stirring in the other room. Her dear husband, Alexander, was already awake. He was making coffee and getting his breakfast. This was very unusual for them, because Helena was always up first. She made it her practice to have everything neatly laid out for the meals. She walked into the kitchen and immediately began to apologize. She told Alexander that she was sorry and that she moved so slowly this morning. Alexander looked at her and smiled. He nodded quietly. He had trained her well. She was a good wife, and he was pleased with her. He knew that the time for their little one was coming soon. He thought it might even be today or tomorrow, but he didn't say anything. That was not a man's place to say such a thing. Only women talk to other women about private matters like that. Alex motioned for her to sit down. He pulled out a chair, and Helena obeyed. She gently sat down in the hard wooden chair. She couldn't move much closer to the table because her little one took up so much room. She realized how uncomfortable she was, but didn't say anything. A wife should not complain about such things. It was her duty to provide children, but it was also her joy. She looked up at Alexander and gave him a sweet smile. His eyes twinkled, and he gave her a soft kiss on the forehead. He held her small, soft hands in his sturdy hands, and together they said the table prayer— and asked Jesus to be with them at a, as a guest at the meal. Once again, Helena knew that God had provided a wonderful man for her. Alexander said that he had already eaten and that he needed to go to work, 
Helena started to get up to walk him to the door, but he gently placed his hand on her shoulder and told her that she should try to rest. She smiled as he walked out the door. She loved him. He was her world, and she was his wife. She was proud to be the wife of such a noble man. Helena almost chuckled softly to herself when she thought about her feelings toward him 18 months earlier. The matchmaker had come to visit Helena and Tanta Augusta. He said he had a husband for Helena. Tanta Augusta was very happy, but Helena was scared to death. The matchmaker brought a fine man for Helena to meet. She was 17. He was 29. She thought he was much too old for her. So Helena took off and hid in the woods. Nobody was going to make her marry such an old man. After she was sure he was gone, she went back to the house. Tanta Augusta was very upset with her. The matchmaker had worked hard to find a man with all of the qualifications that they desired. He was Lutheran, with a German background, and even spoke the German language. He didn't smoke, drink, or beat women. What more could she want? Why was she being so ridiculous? Oh, Helena said he was too old. The next week, Alexander brought his two sisters along. Helena was told firmly that she was to sit and visit with them. She obliged, but her mind wandered. What was this old man really like? He seemed rather quiet. She just didn't want to marry such an old man. His sisters seemed nice enough. They told her what a wonderful man he was. Alexander looked rather uncomfortable when they were talking about him. Maybe he wasn't so bad after all. Maybe she should just give him a chance. She was finally ready to say something to him when he blurted out, Well, I guess we will be married next week. What? Helena couldn't believe what was happening. She really didn't have much choice in the matter. She needed a husband. They told her that this man wouldn't hurt her. He even went to church. The next week, they were married. It took her a few months to begin to love him. But her love continued to grow stronger each day. Now, she was going to have his baby. She could hardly believe how God had taken care of her and blessed her. This baby was already a blessing. She couldn't wait to meet him or her no matter how scary it was going to be, to give birth. Tanta Augusta walked into the kitchen. Helena was still sitting with her coffee and buttered bread. She hadn't eaten a thing. Tanta Augusta walked over to her and gently placed her hand on Helena's forehead. Do you have a fever? Are you sick? Oh, maybe your time is near. You better rest. I will take care of the cooking and cleaning today. Helena thought this was rather strange, but nice. She thanked her dear aunt and took a bite of her bread. Augusta looked across the room at her little niece. Helena was such a strong little woman. She loved living with Helena and Alexander. They were good to her, and she was happy to help them. Her life had not been the easiest, and she was thankful to have a warm, safe place to live. Alexander was a good man. She felt safe with him. Helena was a, a kind and loving woman. It was easy to be part of their family.
She secretly hoped that Helena would have a baby boy. She missed her two grown boys and longed to hold a baby. She knew that Helena would need help, and she was ready to take over when the baby was born. Alexander went out to check his apple orchard. He wanted to stay close to the house today. He felt like Helena's time was near, and he wanted to be ready to take her to the hospital in the nearby city. Oh, how he loved his young wife. He thought back to the terrible day when the matchmaker took him to meet her. He was so nervous. Family members thought it was time for him to be married. Twenty-nine was too old to not have a wife. He wasn't sure whose idea it was, but the matchmaker showed up and said they were going to meet a young woman in a nearby village. She was a Lutheran, she didn't smoke or drink, and she was young enough to be trained. She would make a good wife, and she owned property. When they got to the door, a not-so-young woman met them and showed them into a small but clean and cozy home. This woman didn't look seventeen. He was relieved to find out this was the girl's aunt. So where was the girl? He didn't even get to see her. Was this a trick? What was going on here? He found out later that she had been frightened and that she had run into the woods and hid. He went home and told his sisters about the situation. Lydia and Jenny decided they would go back with him the following week, and so they did. At least Helena stayed in the house this time. She didn't run out and hide, although it seemed like she wanted to do that. He caught her glancing longingly at the door a few times. Did he really want such a young girl? What if she was foolish and careless? That wouldn't make for a good wife. Alexander had prayed for guidance and trusted that God was with him. Just thinking about God's direction for his life gave him a surge of courage. So without thinking, he blurted out, Well, I guess we will be married next week. <laughs> Helena looked at him with such shock and dismay. He wondered if she would even show up for the wedding. <laughs> Helena looked beautiful on their wedding day. Alex felt like the most blessed man in the world. He knew that he would love her, cherish her, and take care of her for the rest of his life. He believed what the Bible said about loving a wife as you love yourself. He knew that he would do anything in the world to keep her safe. They were going to have a wonderful life. And now she was going to have his baby. He knew if the baby were a girl... She would be as beautiful as his Helena. If it was a boy, he prayed that he would be healthy, smart, and strong. He prayed another prayer for his dear wife and for their child. He would check on her at noon. Helena was very uncomfortable all day. Alexander had come in for lunch and seemed very concerned about her well-being. Tanta Augusta buzzed about her all day, inquiring about her health and attending to little details in the house. Helena just wanted to lie down. She tried, but the bed was uncomfortable. She walked around outside, but became very winded and tired. Even the chair became uncomfortable. Nothing gave her peace. The day passed slowly, and finally it was time for bed. Helena was so exhausted, she fell asleep within minutes. Alexander looked at his sleeping wife. She seemed very uncomfortable, even in her sleep. Sleep did not come well to him that night. His dreams were unsettling, and he woke every time he heard Helena move or make a sound. All of a sudden, she sat up and cried out in pain. 
The time had come. He quickly went to wake Tanta Augusta and hitch up the wagon for the 20-kilometer trip to the hospital. Helena could hardly believe the pain. Maybe she was going to die instead of having a baby. Something must be wrong. She never felt agony like this. She reached her hand out for Alexander, but he was, he was not there. Tanta entered the room and quickly put a coat on Helena. The cool April mornings had quite a chill. She didn't want Helena to catch a cold. Helena walked slowly with difficulty to the door. Several times she had to stop and hold on to something because of the pain. Augusta hoped they would make it to the hospital in time. She didn't want to deliver this baby on her own. Her own two boys were born at home, and she was sure happy that Helena would have professional help at one of the only hospitals in the area that delivered babies. Alexander said a prayer as he brought the wagon to the door. They walked to the wagon, and Alexander gently lifted Helena to the wagon bench. The ride to the hospital seemed like an eternity to Helena. But once they arrived at the hospital, she was whisked away by the nurses. Tanta Augusta and Alexander went to wait in the waiting room. Alexander thought of the hopes and dreams he had for this child. It was Good Friday, and Alexander's thoughts were also on the remembrance of his Savior's suffering and death. Jesus died and rose to give everyone who believes new life. He prayed for his new baby that would soon, Lord willing, make his or her entrance into the world. What a special day for his child's birth. He would make sure that his child knew how important this day was, not just for a birthday on earth, but for eternal life in heaven. Finally, the doctor came and told Alexander the good news. His wife had given birth to a healthy baby boy. They named him Otto. They thanked the Lord for a gift of a son. Little did they know then what impact that little baby would have on the world. They prayed for him, they had him baptized, and they raised him to be the man of God that he is today. I am proud to call him Dad. And this year, the day after Good Friday, my dad will celebrate his 90th birthday. This story took place 90 years ago. That is so hard to believe. But what a wonderful story that this was of my grandmother's journey to become a mother. Thank you for joining me on Words of Comfort and Joy. Have a great day and a very blessed Good Friday.